In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 61st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We'll have to entitle this one, The Julio Jones Saga. His holdout became official on Tuesday when he did not show up for the team's mandatory minicamp. The team is trying to stay mum about the situation while respecting the privacy of their conversations. They did at least admit that Sometimes football and business intersect. Of course, Julio's side has not spoken about the contract situation or what's believed to be a contract situation while he stays away from the team. And I saw a lot of feedback and a lot of commentary. Listened to a lot of folks on the radio on my ride uh, out to Flowery Branch and back. And I don't understand the folks who tell the the uh, saga about, hey, he signed a contract in 2015, and he needs to live up to his contract. No, teams don't honor contracts. Thusly, why should the players? Look at it. We go back to Michael Vick. As soon as he got in trouble with the federal authorities, they, they uh, you know, wanted his contract rescinded. He had to recompensate the team part of his signing bonus. And we'll just keep going down the list here because the teams, when you can't play for them, they're going to cut you and you're not going to get all the money on your contract. The The one big year was Michael Turner, John Abraham, and Dontai Robinson. Falcons saved $15.9 million by cutting those players. And then we'll just fast forward to this offseason. Levine Toilolo and Derek Shelby were cut, saving the team some $7 million. And y'all know what they call them. We call them salary cap casualties in January. So the teams don't honor these contracts. When they deem the players not worthy of, uh, you know, playing for them or they believe they can find a cheaper talent, they're going to do so. Uh, of course, you know the obvious one, Roddy White. He was let go after that bumpy 2015 season and, uh, you know, left $6 million on the table. So the teams don't honor contracts when they're to, it's to their benefit to, to ditch on them. And so why do we want to hold the players to, oh, they signed this contract for life and they have to live up to it? When the markets change, when the markets shift, uh, you know, there are things you can do to take care of that. So... You know, the Falcons are in a real tough situation here with Julio Jones. How much do you give him? Uh, you know, do you put escalators in there? Do you put incentives in there? At some point, you know, they've got a lot of money already on the offensive side of the ball. At some point, maybe, you know, they have to draw a hard line in the sand and Julio either comes in or not. Uh, but, yeah, they're in a very difficult situation. Uh, they believe they can separate the brotherhood and the football part of it from the business. But uh, when uh, Chris Chester left, he said that was the, the big elephant in the room. But, yeah, the brotherhood's good. 
and uh, it helps them play in football games. But, you know, uh, at some point, these professional athletes want to be compensated. And hopefully, eventually, we'll hear Julio's position spelled out in an articulate manner without, uh, you know, without all of the uh, angst and so forth. But for right now, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait until Julio and his side decide to explain uh, their position in some detail. Maybe they feel like... They don't have to explain it. It'll make them look bad. Asking for money, that kind of turns a lot of people off. But, no, the teams don't have any problem cutting players when they uh, cannot perform or, or not performing up to their standards. So, you know, the shelf life in this league is short. Uh, Julio's 29. He's probably not playing into 36 or 37. Uh, you know, a lot of the players of this era are cutting it off at 32, 33, you know, like Calvin Johnson and so forth. You know, the old-time guy that I remember who played forever was Charlie Joyner. Different type of athlete, different era. You know, you're not a target on 150-plus plays as a wide receiver back in the good old days. But Charlie rode on for a while there uh, out of Grambling and longtime coach and a longtime contributor to the NFL. So Julio probably sees it like, hey, I got three, four more years. And, uh, you know, I need to be compensated at the top of the league for these three, four more years. And, uh uh, but we'll get that all spelled out later from the Jones camp, hopefully, uh, as this saga continues. I expect it to go into training camp. Uh, maybe you get a deal right before the third game or an extension or or uh, some type of uh, uh, arrangement. But, yeah, the Falcons are in a hard place. They uh, This kind of started when they did Devontae Freeman's deal, Matt Ryan's deal, and Julio's like, well, hey, Matt Ryan's deal double mine. Where's you know, and all these receivers just flew past me. Let's uh, take care of that uh, before we get to Grady Jarrett and uh, uh, Jake Matthews, as per the team's uh, public statements. So enough on the Jones saga here. Teams don't honor contracts. Why should players contemplate that? A lot of folks are. Uh, you know, want to say Julio's got a contract, live up to it. The teams never <laughs> live up to it when it's to their benefit, and I don't hear the same thing. I didn't hear this when Levine Toilolo got cut. I didn't hear this when Abraham and Turner got cut. Turner could have played another year as a, a, a short yardage back. He had scored 10 touchdowns. Abraham played another year, went out in Arizona, and uh, led them in sacks, I believe, or was close to it, or it was certainly functional. Uh, but, you know, Levine Toilolo, that's a lower-level player. Uh, Dante Robinson didn't live up to his, and Vic was just a whole nother situation. Uh, Roddy probably could have played another year, uh, $6 million. You know, I know he um, went to New England, tried out there, but uh, if the teams can't use you, they're cutting you. So that's enough contract stuff for now. Let's move on to the team's USO trip. They didn't release the date, but Coach Dan Quinn, Matt Bryan, Ben Garland, and Alex Mack are making a military trip over to Iraq to uh, you know, co-mingle with the troops and uh, provide them some uplift. Here's Coach Quinn. Uh, trip to Iraq, Coach. How that coming about? Looking forward to it. Yes, I am uh, 
Well, you know our connection here with the military. So um, two years ago, we did the USO tour. And so this is another one uh, that's with the team. And so thankfully, for uh, from the leadership of Steve Cannon and Arthur's group and their support, we're able to do it again. And so this time uh, to head over, uh, you know, two bases and to see, you know, different, you know, men and women who are the soldiers there, seeing them on their turf led, that's, that's meaningful, man. Uh-huh. And uh, so we get to do some on the bases here and we love bringing the soldiers here to practice, uh-huh. uh, but to go and meet them oh, there, sure. uh, man, you like, we talk about like what a, uh, a really cool experience and one that I'm really looking forward to. All right. Thanks, Coach. You got Coach Dan, on the trip to Iraq, should be a good summer trip for him as the team's ready to go on break here after the mini camp ends on Thursday. We'll have an open day Wednesday uh, to the public at uh, gates open at 1.30. So uh, you want to get there um, you know, at 1.30 for the 2.30 practice. They went to about uh, 10 to 4, 4.10 uh, on Tuesday, so uh, be prepared for that. Now let's move on to, um, just want to tell you about Ryan Schrader. Had a wonderful story by our intern Max Markovich from, uh, Max E. Markovich from the University of Michigan. He's uh, working with us this summer, so look for his bylines in the paper. Fine kid, he covered the uh, Wolverines and their run to the Final Four uh, last season. So uh, he's a pretty good uh, writer from Atlanta. Somehow he went up north to Michigan. He's got a good Ryan Schrader story. Do yourself a favor and check that out on AJC.com. Fourthly here today, uh, first we did a Julio Saga, the USO trip, third Schrader, fourth just salary cap, and then five we're going to close out with some numbers today uh, on the Julio situation. But the Falcons do have seven point. Uh, $2 million under the salary cap. So they can't say they're broke. I know in years past they like to carry about two uh, and some change into the season for, uh, you know, emergencies and so forth. Now, if you gave Julio five, would that rectify his situation? And just looking here at the numbers before me, that would throw him back up to the top, uh, at least for this year. But then, you know, that money... Uh, how you spread it out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt either, you know, now or later. So uh, that would be one simple solution. It's not a long-term one. The Falcons don't like to piecemeal contracts or pull money out of other contracts. They do a great job of long-term planning. Nick Polk, with, uh, you know, the capologist there, does a great job and found out about uh, one of the other uh, uh Cap, cap guys doing the Matt Ryan contract. I'll get his name for you next week. But um, the fuss here is to the layman looks at a couple different things. It's the average salary per year at wide receiver. And uh, Julio ranks eighth on that list. And then you have the salary cap number per year uh, for the year for 2018. And he's seventh on that one. I've been using the seventh number. You've been seeing eight, two by other places. Uh, and on the seventh list, uh, on the average per year list, you have Brown at 17, uh, Mike Evans at 16.5. That's Antonio Brown. DeAndre Hopkins at 16.2. This is the one, or this is the group, I think, that is really uh, irking uh, 
Julio here. Sammy Watkins at 16-1. Landry, 15-5. A.J. Green, that's his buddy from way back. The old Georgia Bulldog at 15. Uh, Devontae Adams at Green Bay at 14-5. And then Julio at 14-2-5. That is your average year list that uh, he comes in eighth on. He should be up with Brown. That's pretty clear. Now, when you look at the salary cap for this year number, uh, Mike Evans is one at 18.25, Fitzgerald 16.8, Landry 15.5, Hopkins 14, Green 13.7, Hilton 13, and Julio 12.9. So, however you count that, you know, he's down on the list. Uh, he's got people in front of him that he's probably thinking, man, I'm. You know, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, he's older, but, you know, he's better than him now. Uh, you know, Brown and Julio have been tearing up the league together. You know, granted, you know, the touchdowns haven't been where people expect, but uh, yard-wise, he's been able to do that and help carry the Falcons to the Super Bowl and essentially had them in the, uh, the lead position to win that game. But those are the numbers uh, that a lot of people are pointing to. Uh, until we hear from Julio and he decides to address things head on and, uh, you know, start with the videos from TNZ and throwing at the park with Terrell Owens and so forth. Uh, uh, the fans of Atlanta deserve to, to, you know, hear from him. And, you know, he's been great to the Falcon fans uh, over his career. I know coming right out, he was, uh, uh, you know, very, very good during the lockout meeting Ryan and, Throwing up at the park there in Buford and uh, expect nothing else. He's been a class act uh, throughout his career, and uh, I'm sure he'll uh, do so at the uh, appropriate time here. So with that, you know, hey, let's just look back here today on the Julio Jones saga. I don't know why people feel that those contracts are etched in stone because the teams will cut you. And we know it. We see it every year. So can't really blame the player for trying to maximize his earning value during that short period of time in his life where he's one of the best players in the football world. The USO trip to Iraq for the military uh, conscious Falcons, Matt Bryant, Ben Garland, Alex Mack, Coach Danner going over there. Read the story by our intern, Mac Markovich, on Ryan Schrader and him taking on a leadership role now. We look at the Falcons' salary cap and then break down the wide receiver positional numbers, uh, the average per year versus the salary cap number. And Jones is at the seventh in one group, eighth in the other. I say throw five million on the table, get him up to that five, that twelve point nine would go to seventeen ninety. Be behind Evans and. Hey, that's close enough. On the um, average per year, throw the five on there. Push him up to 19. He'll be number one. He'll be happy and uh, all ready to go. So um, I like spending Arthur Blake's money like that, uh, just throwing around $5 million like it's a nickel. But, um, you know, it'll get done. Something will get solved. Uh, what is it going to be? We're not sure. But we'll certainly uh, keep you all abreast. I'd like to thank you for stopping by the 61st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We really appreciate your reviews and the people who subscribe and download the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great week.
Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.